0: We'll talk to you tonight about the road to apostasy. It could be called the road down, the road down to apostasy. It's predictable, it's observable, and recordable. I'm not the first guy to even think about this topic. There was a book I read years ago written by a guy named Un- a Talmadge, Old Talmage Spence. Old Talmage Spence, and I can't remember the title of the book right now. I've read it, but it was a deep book. And a tremendously encouraging book. And he, he understood uh, that he was at the end of his uh, journey here, if you want to say that. He had some wisdom about life, wisdom about how things work out. And he developed this, and I picked up what he did and have developed it for you folks. The verses I want to go through are quoted on the deck of cards by those young guys that are getting up there. And not, not so young, Jim not getting up there and quoting them. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That verse is probably used more for finding a mate than any other place in the Bible that you would go. If you have somebody that's dating, and they're, if they're dating uh, and they're starting to get serious and want to get married, and one of them's unsaved, we always take them to this verse. And we tell them, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Uh, that you know, I, I'm not against missionary dating. Now you may be surprised by that. I'm not against missionary dating. I found my wife that way. But uh if they don't get saved soon into the relationship, then you better abandon that and go find somebody else. But uh, if you start getting serious and you think about marriage, both of you need to be saved. Because boy, what a sad and many of you have seen it. Many, many homes are divided with a a saved mate and an unsaved mate, and I just can't imagine what it would be like. I know I've counseled a lot of folks in that in that dilemma, and how heartbreaking it is. And I don't have a whole lot of good news for them, other than you just got to trust God day by day, live by you know, live it out, endure hard as a good soldier. That's not all good news, but sometimes, uh, it, sometimes it ends well. Sometimes the people get saved very last part of their life, but, but you know, there's a lot of hard days between here and there. It has happened. So it asks, there's a series of five questions. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteous? And the answer is none. And what communion hath light with darkness? And the answer is, okay. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? And the answer is, okay. What part hath he that believeth with an infidel? None. What our agreement hath the temple of God with idols? None. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now, on Sunday, I talked about the priesthood of the believer. This is another fabulous verse on the priesthood of the believer. God in us, the hope of glory. I mean, he's walking in us. You may not, I don't feel him. I don't sense him. I don't see him. That's because you don't have the eyes to see. But he's there, and he will manifest. God doesn't, listen. If God over-manifested over, over manifested himself, you wouldn't have to walk by faith. You could walk by sight. And he doesn't want you to walk by sight. He wants you to walk by faith. The only way you're going to be able to walk by faith is have some doubt. You're going to have to, I mean, that what I mean with doubtful situations. You're not going to be able to know what's going to happen. You don't know which way. You just trust God for that. Trust the Lord with all thine heart, lean not in your own understanding, etc. So, <clears throat> wherefore come out from among them, there are people that were intermingled in those five questions that were intermingled, even intermarried in some cases, but the ones that were not married were intermingled. The, the advice is come out from among them and be separate. That's always the Bible's advice when it comes to evil. The Bible is very consistent in its, in its New Testament uh, instruction on what to do about evil. What do you do when you encounter evil? Separate. Separate. Okay, I'll tell you more about it. We'll go on. Saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father unto you; you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty. Then, really, chapter divisions are not biblical. I don't know if you knew that, but you probably do. Chapter divisions were uh, given to the Bible much later in its translation. So you you can they're fine. They help us get around. They help us identify passages. And go to them, but they're not inspired. Division chapters are not inspired. Really, verse chapter 7, verse 1 goes along with what we just said in chapter 6. Having, therefore, these uh, promises, or dearly beloved, let us, I was thinking of a gerund phrase. I was thinking of the English about that, the gerund phrase, having, starting with it. Having, therefore, these pr- pr- promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So, how do God's people, how do God's people fall? You you that have lived very long know and have seen people start out well and not end well. By the way, it's not how you start, it's really how you end. Wouldn't you say that? Amen. Everybody starts good. If you start good, right, or maybe you know you get saved, you get cleansed from your sins, you get the Holy Spirit, you're happy, you go tell people, you're excited about it. But really, is how do you end? How do you end? That's where I'm at. I want I want to end well, man. And so, how does? But how so how, so it's a, it's, a, it's always a tweaked me and interested me. How do Christians fall away? Going door to door when I first, especially when I was 18, 19 years old, always surprised me in how many Christians, professing Christians there are out there, that never attend church of any kind, any church of any kind. They have been somehow wounded. Of course they would want to tell you it's everybody else's fault but theirs, but it's really your responsibility not to get not to get uh eliminated. And so you 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 I like the song that says I never promise you a rose garden. That's not a Zook may sing that next week, but uh I mean, when he said, "When he said I'm gonna sing a song from Hank Williams," that bothered me last week. I was like, "Oh no, not your cheating heart!" Please don't do that one. By the way, Hank Williams may have gotten saved. I've never learned his life story. May I hope he got saved? I sure do. Uh, but he didn't have a very nice life up to that point. But that's the kind of people God saves. Amen. How do people how do people fall? Well, I give you the credit here. I give the credit to Old Talmage Spence. Identified five major steps to apostasy. It is a gradual incline, uh, or at at the beginning, incline. That's not the right word. It is? You like that word? It's a gradual incline. Well, incline meaning descent at the beginning and increases to a steeper grade as one goes along. You people have driven out west, they'll put, and people have driven up in the Smokies. They'll put seven percent grade, you know, or eight percent grade, or nine percent grade, you know. And you go out west, and they said they start going crazy on some of those grades out there. You just—they're afraid. They put don't go don't go down this way. So no, but it's a gradual. Uh, apostasy in a fall makes sense that it doesn't start steep at the beginning. It's not steep at the beginning. It's gradual, but it. it Bob Jones Jr. used to say, the uh, hill of apostasy gets steeper as you go. Pretty soon, you can't go back. You're falling. It's like, you never, when you climb a mountain, I went to Haiti in 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, I think it was, and they always told us, never run downhill. We would would climb mountains, you know, pretty, pretty good grade, you know, up, that didn't even seem bad at all. You could always grab something over your head and move and go up the, go up the side of the mountain. But coming down was wild because you got, you start moving. You start If you start running, and one of our teenagers we had with us, he started running downhill. And, it, you know, pretty soon the steps get bigger and bigger and bigger. And there was one tree in the, in the whole area, that he, and he went for that tree. And of what he didn't know about in Haiti, that tree had uh, thorns about that long all over the tree. And so when he put his hand against the tree, which he did stop, but it went right through the palm of his hand all the way out the other side. And he says, what am I going to do? I said, pull your hand back. So he just pulled his hand off of the, off the big old thorn that had in that tree. Uh, I said, did you learn not to run downhill yet? Well, we were compassionate. So... The hill of compromise is littered with good intentions. People compromise the word of God. They compromise the Bible. They compromise the teachings of Scripture, and it's always that I've ever heard with good intention. I'm going to reach more people if I do this. I'm going to I'm going to broaden the scope of the gospel. I'm going to see more people saved or see more activity. By the way, some compromise causes more activity. We see it all over. Uh, if you if you Make church less uncomfortable, and more people will come. But we're not in the, our business is not to make church either more or less uncomfortable. Our church is to preach the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. Obviously, in love, we're not trying to drive people away. We're not trying to be mean. But you got to say it the way it's written. You have to preach the whole counsel of God if you want to be honest with God. Because there's a preacher here. There's a few preachers here tonight. You're going to face God face to face. I'm not going to be with you. Other people are not going to be with you. The people that tell you to compromise are not going to be with you. You're going to be there. And you, 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 you and I that preach and teach, and, and really every Christian member, priesthood or believer, every Christian has got a responsibility to witness for Christ. Don't compromise your witness. Don't compromise the word of God. Stay with it because someday you're going to face God on it. But that's what people do. So there's five steps down this hill of compromise, to the bottom, which is complete apostasy. Number one, infiltration. Evil must first penetrate your defenses to hurt you. The Bible's instruction to the believer is clear, separation. But instead of practicing the biblical doctrine of separation, they say that's too harsh, It's too mean. Example would be... uh, Uh, we believe homosexuality is an abomination to God. Why do we believe that? It's because the Bible says it, not because we have any personal prejudice on it. Really, it's just what the Bible says. People will come to me and say, Preacher, you're never going to win homosexuals with that kind of attitude. And I said, my job is to tell homosexuals that what they're doing is going to send them to hell if they don't get right with God. That's a friend. A friend tells you there's a snake underneath your chair, a friend tells you your house is on fire. Now you're maybe all tucked away at 2 o'clock in the morning and you don't want to get up. You don't want to get dressed and get out of your house, but your house is on fire. Get up and get out. And when you tell people sin is destructive and it's going to, if they don't repent of it and trust Christ their Savior, they're going to be sent to a place called hell, which is really just forever separation from God, which is all that is good. You're the best friend that people, those people ever had. And of a homosexual, and I've seen a few that have been saved. If they're ever going to get saved, they're going to have to repent of that. They're going to have to repent of it. They can't water it down. They can't mamby-pamby. They can't, you know, touchy-feely. It is a wicked abomination to God, and quit it. Turn from it. God will help you. It is actually a spirit of homosexuality. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Is it clear enough? Well, there's more. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. People will somehow say, sometimes say to me, well, I, I go to some of these places because I want to win people. Like let's say they go to a strip club or they go to a... Uh, Hooters or Twin Peaks or some of those places. And they'll say, well, you know, who's ever going to help those people, win those people? Well, go door to door. You'll find them where they live. But don't go where they're partying. I went behind the ABC Liquor one time at 2 in the morning with a group of guys. And at 2 in the morning, the ABC Liquor closes down. And everybody comes out. I mean, they come out like a, ho- like a herd of cattle. And they're coming out of there. And we, we thought, well, we're going to. We're going to witness these people for Jesus. So as they came out, we started witnessing to them in the parking lot, you know. And uh, I learned something. Drunk people, are not the, that's not the time to witness to them. <laughs> inebriated people, inebriated people, it's just you're not going to. No, that's just not. I'm going to catch them when they're home, when they're sober. I'm going to catch them going to the store when they're upright and straight and, and sober. I'm not trying try to get them as they dump out of the liquor store. Or, or the bar, or whatever it was at the time. The Bible says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Through the years, I've had to bring people into my office and say, now, what you're doing has the appearance of evil. Now, you may not be doing evil, but it has the appearance of evil. Example, was, by the way, you old people, I'm talking to you right now. Your husband dies, wife dies, and You kind of get friendly with somebody else, you know, as time goes on. You get friendly with, let's say, I'm just going to pick on you man. You find another girl, another woman. And uh, you don't really want to get married because if you get married, it messes up the uh, inheritance of the four kids on her side and four kids on your side. And also it messes up Social Security. You get less money when you marry. And so they'll say, well, you know, we're old and we're pretty harmless, and so we'll just move in together because we're not going to do anything. And so I call them in my office. This has happened here at Gospel a few, a few times. Call them in my office, and i got to be a bearer of bad news to them. You may not think you're doing anything, but everybody else does. I said, if you took 100 people and lined them up and knew you were living together, they would probably think that some illicit things were going on in that house. It's the appearance of evil. Now, I don't know what goes on in the house, but I know one thing. The appearance of evil is there, and I know what the Bible says there. It says flee the appearance of evil. So you got to move out or get married, get married, and then you can, you can go on cruises. I know, I know old people. I know old people. I know old people that go on cruises and share a room to save the money. God, forgive their wretched soul. And I mean wretched. That is wretched testimony to the young people that are watching you, old people. We young people are watching you. (laughs) We want to see you do right, man. We want to see you hold the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We want to see you hold the Bible up and do what it says, even when it's hard to do. Oh, and even... If it costs you money to do it, you know why the money is called filthy lucre, don't you? They compromise the Bible for money. God forbid. It'll eat a hole in your pocket. Flee. The word flee there is like a guy fleeing a a a burning building. It's like fleeing a burning building. That's the word. Flee doesn't mean it's time to go. Flee youthful lusts, but follow after. By the way, there's not only youthful lusts, there's old lusts, old people lusts. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. That's good stuff. So infiltration is a problem. The way evil starts is it begins to break down the word of God by infiltrating and cohabitating, going easy on it. New Evangelicalism, we're fundamentalists. New Evangelicals are left of us, but not a whole lot. You look at their doctrinal statement, their doctrinal statement pretty much looks like our doctrinal statement. The difference between New Evangelical and Evangelical is the New Evangelical doesn't practice what he preaches. The Evangelical practices what he preaches. The doctrinal statements are the same, but the application is different. New Evangelical... Uh, believes that you're going to reach the world by infiltrating with them, not separating from them. Where the Bible says, separate from them and then go to them with the good news. Whereas they say, bring them in, and that's why you got rock and roll music. That's why you got nightclub music, rock and roll music, and all that other stuff in these churches. Because their philosophy is, infiltrate, let let them bring that in and they'll come in and we'll get, they'll get around us, see how good we are and wonderful we are and they'll get saved. The nice thing is, that the, the problem with that thing is not Bible. It's not the Bible. So the second step is after uh, infiltration, you have toleration because after you hang around something for a while, you get used to it. The first step is to be violated and the second step then takes place. Most Christians don't just jump into sin they go into it little by little they hang around it they pamper it they go easy on it see how close they can get to it i have no time for somebody to see how close they can get to evil yeah but my skirt is within a quarter inch oh stop if you got to measure it you're too close amen At bob jones they used to have the length for dresses and these girls they said it's got to be so long and they had a rule and and there were girls getting in trouble continually because they were pressing right out to the edge of the land, and it was a little questionable. And so they would send them over to Liverman, or no, no, the dean of women. I don't remember her name. You remember? Her? I'm, I'm calling deep. I'm calling deep on you on that one. I don't know about 50 years ago. And anyway, dean of women, and she, and it was, but it's it's a it's a go no go. When you catch lobsters, Troy and I've caught lobsters for. He's caught lobsters most of his life. A lobster has a gauge you put on him, and if the gauge goes over the back, it's a throwback. If it doesn't go over the back, you keep it. It's a go, no go. There's no in between. There's no gray area. It's a go, no go. Keep, throw back. And that's the way the things of God are. I mean, it's it's right or wrong. And so if you start pampering it, making excuses for it, trying to comp- – you're compromising already in your thinking, and you're going to hurt yourself. Usually someone brings this idea of sin by you, someone already – Polluted brings it by. We'll do that. And here's what the Bible says. Now, beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the what? Teaching of the Bible, which ye have learned, and do what to them? Put your arms around them. They're they're fellow brothers in Christ. Let's hug and all be one together. Avoid them. For they are such that serve not our Lord Jesus, but their own belly. And by good words, good words, good words, fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. He says, I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 5, a guy married his dad's wife, which was not, he married his mother-in-law. Wasn't his mother. Huh? Stepmother, stepmother, excuse me. Stepmother, thank you. I love being around your old people. I love it. You're trying, you gotta know the Bible. If you make a mistake, you can correct me. I wrote unto you an epistle, not the company with fornicators. That's pretty straightforward, eh? Yet now yet not all together with fornicators of this world or with covetous or with sorcerers or with idolaters, then they must needs to go out of the world. What he's saying is when it comes to brothers, I got a different standard than when it comes to unsaved people. Unsaved people at work. And I've did construction for 17 years. You get around and save people all the time. You get around people that are fornicators, people that are adulterers, people that are drug addicts. And you're not, you, you can't actually separate from all of them. You can't. You can't get away from them all. I mean, you're not to be chummy with them. You're not to be best buddies with them necessarily and all that kind of stuff because that could rub off on you. But a brother that is that, oh, my goodness, real specific instructions. For now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother and that's my emphasis, be a fornicator or covetous or a dollar or a railer or a drunkard an or extortioner a just and such with such and no and no and one not known not to what happened to my verse with such a one know not to eat that's what it says know not to And I don't know why it's not on there. Know not to eat. Don't go out to eat with them. I've had to practice this. I've absolutely practiced what I'm talking about tonight. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Communication is a way of life. Manners is your character. So evil way of life will corrupt good character. You say, well, I thought good influenced evil more than evil influenced good. Find that in the Bible. In this earth, evil influences good more than good influences evil. Don't sit there and pride yourself in your ability to stand. Because he that thinketh he standeth, beware lest he fall. So we're not supposed to think we stand. We're supposed to be unsure of ourselves. And sure of Christ, but unsure of ourselves. You with me on that, right? In other words, okay, I got confidence in God, but he said to do this. I'm going to believe him over me, and we're going to go with what he said. So there is, uh, this is uh, where he violated the course on the way down. So third step, accommodation. The Process of adapting or adjusting to someone or something is the actual official definition of that that I looked up. The abrasive, anti-evil attitude is gone. No more condemnation of sin. Kind of a mamby-pamby, go easy on, don't be condemning, quit being condescending. No more hellfire and damnation about sin. In fact, there's been whole seminars by New Evangelicals that say, if you want to grow a church, don't mention sin. Quit mentioning sin. Quit, Quit talking about it. And they do. And the church grows. They get tens of thousands of people to show up. But they don't ever talk about sin. They don't don't preach a whole counsel of God. And people are happy with that. Get a nice big food court. Evil people are nice folks. Why don't I hang around people that are compromised, people that have compromised the Word of God, and why don't I hang around disobedient brothers? One of the reasons is I'm going to eventually think not so, bad. not so bad. I'll guarantee you, you hang around Jehovah's Witnesses enough, pretty soon you're going to say, them Jehovah's Witnesses, they're a nice group of people. They are hard workers, they are clean, they're good neighbors, but they're heretics. You hang around Mormons. Mormons are upright folks and good neighbors and uh, pretty good businessmen, And, and but they're heretics. So the preacher is making a bigger deal of separation than needed. That could be what you're sitting there thinking right now. I don't know. Whosoever transgresseth, abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you, bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. Well, preacher, that'd be rude. It would be. For he that biddeth him God's speed is a partaker of his evil deeds. I made that big just so we get a real good grip on that. So, fourth step, contamination. I'm going to review a little bit. First step, there's infiltration, gradual, slow. Then there's a little bit, because of the infiltration, there's some spirit of toleration begins to come upon the individual. Then, after a while of toleration, they actually begin to accommodate what's going on. And then, of course, the fourth step here is a partaking of it, and you become contaminated, actual participation in the sin, small and insignificant at first, just a taste, just a little. The Bible says, Deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of his flesh as the Spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now, who's he talking about? First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. That brother that we said, if their brother comes to you and he's got all those things, he's going on, you know, the very list that he gave there of the sins he was in, he said, don't have any fellowship with him. No, don't even eat with him. Why? Because you're to be rude? No. You're trying to show him he's wrong so he gets ashamed so he gets right with God. Repents. and that's, It's just for the good. My mom and dad whipped me all kinds of different ways. And every one of them, I thank God for. I thank God they, they I don't, thank God when I lied, they made the end of the world come in my life. I thank God that they didn't let me get by with stealing, or they didn't let me get by with, with lots of stuff. When, when, I, when they caught me smoking, she took four or five of those Winstons and took the tobacco out of them and made me eat the tobacco. Chew it and swallow it. Didn't stay down long. that's child abuse save me man I'm not smoking anymore your glory is not good know you not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump that's principle by the way that's Bible principle purge out therefore the old leaven that it may be a new lump for are unleavened. for even Christ our Passover sacrificed for us the infection now at this stage in step number four is full blown infection and then the last step to apostasy downhill is capitulation. Complete 180-degree shift. Uh, give me some examples of, of what I've observed in happening in my short life. Alcohol, the subject of alcohol. Starts to tolerate the idea, you know, it's really not that bad, birthdays, anniversaries. I only drink on a birthday. I only take a little wine anniversary. I only take a little holiday maybe. I don't really drink much. I'll never be a... Drunk, I'll never. You know what my mother used to say about alcohol? She would say, if you don't drink it, you'll never be a drunk. I thought, well, that makes sense. She said, if you don't drink alcohol, son, you're never going to get arrested for DUI. How many people have been arrested for DUI in this room? Don't raise your hand. Participate. They participate moderately, birthdays, etc. Public intoxication, DUI is the end of that. We had a deacon. A deacon at Gospel Baptist Church. Uh, a long time ago, and he participated lightly, moderately, carefully, occasionally, carelessly. Pretty soon, he's got his picture in the newspaper. Somebody, Of course, some of you sweet folks came to me. I don't get the paper. They said, Do you believe this? So-and-so got his picture in the paper for DUI, got arrested for driving under the influence, drunk. Another call I had was, like from a tire company it says one of your deacons is down here and he's in, he's inebriated and stumbling around and and slurring his words. I said, uh, this is Kingdom Hall. <laughs> How about pornography? Oh, light seductive viewing. I don't I don't really you know I don't you know I just take light. I watch the weather. You know, I watch the Weather Girls. Progressive to XXX porn. I have never met anybody that's addicted to porn. Boy, I have met some real addicted people. That didn't start little. Now, why are you stronger than they? Why are you stronger than they are? Who are you? The downgrade always away from the Bible and purity gets steeper as you go down to where you can't stop. You cannot control the evil. Get this. You cannot control evil. People come to me and say, I can control it. You can't control it. It would be absolutely insane to say that you could control cocaine. You all all get that? You You know how wild cocaine is? You know how addictive cocaine is? To say that you could control cocaine is just stupid. But yet there are people out there who come in my office and say, well, I want to do it ever so often, you know, I feel down. Can you control marijuana? You can't. Over and over again, I hear these people say, I'm, well, God, have mercy. I'm trying to get off this, this marijuana. Yeah. How'd you start it? A little bit, a little bit at a time. You say, well, I smoke marijuana medically. That's what I did in the 60s. I didn't have anything physically wrong with me, but I was hoping. To see. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have men shipwrecked. I'm about done here. Of whom, Hermanius and Alexander, whom I have delivered under Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Now, how would you like that? Your preacher has had to do that on a number of occasions. And to go to God and say, God, they won't turn. They They won't heed any instruction. I deliver them to Satan. Let him have them so that they learn not to blaspheme. Because what they're doing is their life is blaspheming, which is speaking against God and the Bible. And it's hurting the reputation of Jesus Christ. We've had some people in this church, raised in this church that now Deny that the Bible's true. Deny that there's a God. They believe in, crea- they believe in evolution. And they, they, they gra- a couple of them graduated from Gospel Baptist Christian School. Just deliver them. Because he's going to teach them a lesson of disbelief. But they started small and went downhill. So... Says, Paul says, "I keep my body under, bringing a subjection, lest by any means, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway." Definition: of Castaway is failing shamefully of the prize myself after I have called others to the contest. Be warned: it's infiltration, it's toleration, it's accommodation, it's contamination, and then capitulation. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion and walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfastly in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Do you remember that, Tommy? Tommy? You been there, Troy? Good place to go. You, Elf, you all been there? Everybody been there beside me? You been there? You been there? Now, why do I put a picture at the end? That way I know it's in. Not only did I visit Dinosaur Baptist Church, but I am one. <laughs> Father, thank you for the fellowship tonight. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Bible that we can stand on it. And it is, and when the whole dust settles, when everything else settles, all the philosophies of men are out there, uh, finally are abolished, the only thing left is going to be the Word of God, abideth forever. Help us, Lord, to trust it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida,